Hello. Hello, anybody home? Knock, knock. Who's there? The Cosmic Fire Podcast. <laughs> Cosmic Fire Podcast, who? Cosmic Fire Podcast, you oh, are listening. Man. Number 63. To episode 63. With your hosts, Kairos and Phoenix. I'm Kairos. I'm Phoenix. And, and you <laughs> are the secret ingredient that makes all of this magic possible. Uh, it's so true. Without a partaker, where would we be as producers? Oh, man, you're just dropping some Nicole <laughs> sauce on you're dropping some sauce. Yeah, we just uh, listened to an inspiring talk by Nicole sauce. And that's all we're going to say about that, except for if you want to be inspired by Nicole sauce, you should listen to the Living Free in Tennessee podcast. Good call. She's super sweet. And she makes awesome coffee. She roasts. Man. The the bomb diggity coffee, man. Yeah. Check it out. Holler Roast. This is just going to be like a plug. This whole episode will be a plug for Holler Roast. Okay. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Holler Roast Coffee, whether or not they want to be a sponsor. <laughs> man, it's so good, though. You know what I like to do? What? Spend my dollar parked in a holler neath mountain moonlight. Then that's what do all you I'm do? Say. Oh, nah, okay. That's all I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's October when you're listening to this, maybe, but not when we're recording this. We're recording so early. Yeah. We're like so on the ball right now. We had to get a little bit of a jump start on things. Yeah. Yeah. As chaos is erupts <laughs> around us. But, Speaking of jump starting. <laughs> oh, man. Been doing a lot of jump starting this past yeah. month. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, and we learned something about the Impala that it has a remote uh, terminal for jump starting. Yeah, I'd never which, heard of that before. Yeah, I didn't know about that either. And um, so, you know, if you have an Impala from the early aughts, check it out. Uh, you yeah, might. Yeah, if you, you, if might. you put your uh, <laughs> your uh, battery pack on the battery, it's like shit goes haywire real fast, man. <laughs> There's like a loud beeping, and it sounds like something's going to explode. And we had to. Jump the truck a bunch of times. Yeah. But we have a farm truck now, which is we have super a truck. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Our dog <laughs> loves the truck. Oh my God. Kobe is to, obsessed with the he truck. He wants to stay outside all the time and guard it. <laughs> Keep an eye on it. Partly for good reason because it keeps going away to the mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I think he really likes it because he can get underneath it. Yeah. And like when he goes underneath uh, Little B, which is the name of our minivan. <laughs> um, sports car. And yeah, she's kind of, she's kind of a sports car undercover because she's a Mazda. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mazdas are like vroom, vroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she was named by Amy Kimmick. What's up, Amy? Amy. Um, named her Beatrice. No, she didn't name her. She informed me that that, that, that was, was her name. Her name. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, bro, give me your hit on this. Like, should I buy this van? She was like, yes, and her name is Beatrice. <laughs> like, done. <laughs> Did she say it in a Philly accent? Beatrice? Oh, I don't know. Was that a Philly I did? I don't know. That's what Matt's always, you know, when he's talking about Dante's Inferno. Oh. He's like, Beatrice. He's like, I had to re-record this two times just to say it, you know, in a non-Philly way. <laughs> What would be the Philly way? Beatrice. 
What would be the non-Philly one? Beatrice. Oh, Beatrice. Oh, I never say Beatrice. You don't? No. Oh, you're a beach. Wow. Well, that makes me feel like really, uh, what's the word? Not, uh. Snobby? Kind of snobby. Yeah. Highfalutin? Yeah. Well, we call her Lil B. Yeah. So we don't even have to go there. That's true. See, it's funny because we've had this car for like four years, but we've <laughs> never, so you've never heard me call her by her full name. No. Wow. That's probably why she dumped all of her oil out on 111. What? She's like, yeah, why don't you ever call me by my name, basically. <laughs> you okay, never conf- even call me. Don't even get me on the David Allen Coe We've thing. been, uh, 2023 has been a David Allen Coe revival year <laughs> around the homestead here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did, but did uh, David Allen Coe ever really go away? <laughs> He's way too fast. <laughs> yeah. But he was kind of in the background of our listening habits for a while. Yeah. He's moved up to the front of the queue. Yeah, man. He alternates with, what's that other song that I'm always kind of, always, they, they kind of bleed into one another? Charlie Daniels. Oh, um, Long-Haired Redneck? Yeah. Long, yeah. Oh, no, Long-Haired Country long-haired Boy. Country and boy. then my long hair just can't cover up my redneck. Yeah. Right. That's yep. a David Allen Coe one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I got to just throw in a plug for Robert Johnson pronunciation, Beatrice. Beatrice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Beatrice. He had a song about Beatrice. Beatrice. <laughs> Beatrice. I I think I have said Beatrice before, actually, but not in the context of our car. Yeah. Well, so anyway, y'all, we got a lot of cars. We got a lot of cars. It's official. We live in the country now. We're just collecting old beaters. Yeah, which is good because right now two of them are are in the shop. (laughs) So thank God we got the uh, Mennonite farm car. Man. It turned out, you know, after we got past the potential for blowing up, it turned out to be a pretty legit ride. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember that, like if we talked about it, but... There was a period of time where I was trying to figure out if the Mennonites were trying to blow us up on purpose <laughs> by selling us a car yeah. that could have like blown up at any moment. If you if you want to re-listen to that, just look for the podcast entitled "Retarded Like a Fox." <laughs> uh, <laughs> the local car dealer. Uh, Pro tip: <laughs> There's no story. such podcast with that name. <laughs> just. FYI, yeah. I know somebody's like probably looking it up right now. Like, right. I That's a good title, though. Retarded like a fox. Yeah, we're trying yeah. to come up with cooler titles for our podcast. Man, like Outlook a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've both been doing this for a long time, creating blogs. You know, I've been podcasting for a long time, and you just like coming up with a good title, man. Yeah. A lot of times it's like it's Sunday night or whatever night, you know, the 31st, and we got to get this thing posted and it's all recorded. And then you got to do like write a description and then coming up with the name of the podcast so Tatiana can do the artwork for it and everything. It's like the crusher, man, the crusher. And at that point, neither one of us gives a shit, but we just feel like we should give a shit yeah because calling it like august outlook or something or september forecast that was a fallback for a while that's when you know our like we're really just kind of going taking it one day at a time 
<laughs> if this if this podcast is called October Forecast, you might as well just check out now. <laughs> I mean, make it through the twelve minutes of the intro for sure. But uh, the intro is like probably our best part. Once oh, it gets sure. to the forecast, it's like who cares? who cares about it? I know people keep telling us they care about it though, so we keep doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, if it wasn't for you guys, we probably wouldn't be showing up doing um, podcasts right now, just because <laughs> we've been so busy with other stuff. And you may have noticed that we've been uh, scaling back a little bit recently. Just like I mean, we've just been slammed with projects and. Um, yeah, a lot of projects, a lot of things in the works. Um, I've been Good super stuff, busy though. with sessions. Like, yeah, it's just been like tons of, tons of stuff going on, and um, a lot of things pulling our energy. Um, and we're both like studying a lot and in these different programs. And yeah, we're just. We're busy. It's all super good stuff. Um, really excited about it all and everything that we're building. But yeah, um, sometimes I just am like, wait, should we even keep doing Cosmic Fire? But I mean, we love it. It's just uh, we have yeah, to scale yeah. it back sometimes. Yeah. So we're only doing one a month right now. Yeah. And... And there you have it. Yeah. The Cosmic Fire podcast story. Yeah. <laughs> Brought but, to you by Holler man, Roast. I mean, okay, look, I want to give a shout out to uh, the lovely Phoenix over here who got invited to give a um, presentation on herbs for strategies for herbal resilience or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it, it was like great. holistic herbal strategies for resiliency. People or something. loved it. Yeah, I mean, totally loved it. Yeah, and it was you did a great job. Thanks. Yeah, and you know, it's like people are loving the medicine. Yeah, we're we're. I mean, people like seriously. So we go to these mutual assistance groups, which are you know cool, um, and we met some really cool people, some nice people. But a couple people from these groups were having some. You know, skin issues is what I'm thinking of particularly, which a lot of people have been having, including yeah. us sporadically. We've both had that for long periods of time in our lives. But, you know, typical affliction of sensitive, um, highly sensitive people, I would say. But especially with all the spraying and the, you know, radiation and everything that's going on, seems to be like other people, you know, more people seem to be uh, struggling with that. But we've had a couple people where you gave them some was it calendula comfrey one was calendula one was comfrey infused oil mm -hmm. and they came back you know the next time we saw them at the meeting the next month they came back and said it like completely cleared up the condition so that's yeah. really exciting i mean i feel like yeah. we're, we're doing good in the world just yeah. kind of in a different way yeah 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 i think it's really and i i get into this in the october psychic weather report and we talk about this all the time it's really important for us to do real things in the real world you know no matter what we are wh what we are no matter where we are or what <laughs> our focus is um it you know and right now um because of where we're living and what I'm interested in. Like I'm focused a lot on growing herbs, but it doesn't really matter what your thing is. Um, it, but it is important. I feel to do things in real life with real people 
and have that connection to nature and each other and you know fresh air sunshine the earth like the plants and other uh, mammal bodies you know that we can um, come into resonance with all of that energy of the organic reality like that's really important and I feel like folks are getting more and more isolated on their screens or, or just it have been for a long time right yeah, like yeah. you were talking about that thing that you saw recently which was like or semi-recently yeah. it was something that was produced in the oh it was a, a written piece that was yeah, produced yeah. in the new yorker yeah back in the 70s and they dedicated a whole issue to this guy's essay or novella or whatever it was on um television television. yeah i could put a link in the notes um celia farber wrote about it on her substack and he was talking about how television made people from like if you take the united states corporation (laughs) back when he wrote this there were 200 million people roughly um in the country and he said you know television takes things from a grid of being in a grid of 200 million to a grid of one. And he just talked about how, you know, the transfer of attention and energy and even love and compassion to the, your fake family on the screen basically and how isolating it was. And we were walking, we were walking the dog this morning and the goldenrod is just so, effusive (laughs) this year which it hasn't been since we've been here you know there's been some golden rod but it is just so beautiful and just so lush and there's little sprays of tiny white flowers you know all in the grass and there's still some chicory and a little bit of clover and some milk thistle around and it's just so gorgeous and abundant you know and we were talking about what a coup it is for the controllers, you know, the rulers of the matrix world to in the space of what, 75 years, uh, take people out of nature yeah, and put them in relationship with. And one of the things I just remembered from this guy's article is he talked about how television was cold, mm. you know? So there's like, if you, you know, and this is a big herbal thing too, right? You've got Mm. Warmer, warming, cooling, right? Energetics, yeah. yeah. And how television was a cool medium and resulted in the loss of love and the loss of compassion when you engage with it. Wow. Whereas nature makes, you know, makes you feel warm to engage with life, right? Yep. So, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. I was seeing on that, too, like when you were talking about people's fake families uh, that they relate to and have love and compassion for and not their real families. Um, I see that it with the continuation of, you know, social media, which I think it's really funny that it's called social media because it's very antisocial. It's just media, you know, and that's the thing that I don't think people really understand is like, this is it's the exact same thing as television. It's just that um 
now they're um, kind of open sourcing some of it. You know, it's like they're still um, curating the content and they're still making sure that we only see, you know, the things that they want <laughs> us to see um, and corral us into little, you know, echo chambers and things and isolate us and divide us. But it's still just media. But I see like... There's this thing of like people always comparing what they have in real life, which is so precious and can't even have, um, you know, a price put on it, right? It's so valuable that it's priceless. And it's like comparing that to something that's completely unreal, some fake ass bullshit that you don't have you don't have access to there's no real organic authentic connection there's nothing there's absolutely nothing there and people feel more compelled by that thing that you know and those so-called influencers or those images or those words compel them to act a certain way in the real world and and invest their energy and their true spiritual currency into these things that have no reality. You know, it's like they're completely illusory. And then people pay more attention to that than to things in the real world. You know, they love the fake people that they think they know and they think they have a connection to and they think care about them more than the actual living beings in their real lives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of staggering to think of how many people made lifelong, probably detrimental, I'm mean, definitely detrimental, but to what extent, you know, yet to be determined, but choices to do certain things in 2020 and beyond based on, social media yeah and, and they wouldn't have done that you know a lot of those people would not have gone along with that program without social media well yeah because it's not just that right it's like what kind of house plant is trendy and what kind of clothes should you wear and what where should you go on vacation or where should you take your next selfie you know it's like because they've already bought into every other thing along the way yeah you know like oh, I should get this supplement because that's what that person uses or, oh, that looks really good. I should make my thing look like that. Or, you know, there's all of this. Um, it's like taking living beings and turning them into mimics, right? right. Which is what the machine does. Right. The machine is a mimic. It can't, it, it's not a living being, so it can't create. So it's just mimicking, right? And then it's like turning living beings into these things that are mimic, you know, it's just so ass backwards. I can't even wrap my mind around it. But because it's already functioning on so many levels of like, what's your taste in music? What kind of clothes do you wear? What kind of hairstyle do you have? What kind of blah, 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 blah. And people have already bought into that and taking those cues that when another cue is given, it doesn't matter what it is. You know, they can cue folks to do whatever they want them to do. And chances are people, you know, well, the gamble, what they're betting on is that they put the cue out there and people will take it, Yeah. you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. On that happy note. All right. Um, should we take a little break and then get this into... This episode brought to you by Holler Rose. <laughs> no, just yeah, kidding. Sorry, Holler. No. But it, but it's true, though. I mean, it, I mean, you know, we drank like three... We drank three... Three cups of Holler Rose. <laughs> I, I, had, I had quite a bit of the new tincture that you made this morning. You know, <laughs> really good. Let me tell you, I was clearing out my pathways. What's up, Lemon Bomb? <laughs> Wait, did we talk about that on the last podcast? No. Oh, how we took some Lemon Bomb and got high as balls? No, man. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about some, that. Some of the stuff we're making, you guys. Yeah. It's like, we can't even talk about it. Yeah. Because the FDA would just shut us down so hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. Yeah. All right. So is it time to take a break? Is that what you were going to say? I think we should take a little break, yeah. Okay. And then we'll come back. We got some eclipse news for you. Oh, shit. We got some psychic weather craziness for you. Oh, shit. We got some something else. Here we go. <laughs> Hey, it's Phoenix, and I just want to pop in to remind you that we have free content over on our YouTube channel, which is at cosmic underscore fire at the old ye old YouTube. And you can find all kinds of stuff that we've been posting there, free meditations. And if you like it, or if you like us, you can go buy some of these for your very own, download it, have it in your library, then you don't have to stream it on YouTube. It's very handy. You can go to cosmicfire.org shop. And that really helps us. Every little dollar helps to uh, keep the lights on here at Cosmic Fire. So thank you so much for your support. And we'll see you at cosmicfire.org. All right, all right, we're back. Cosmic Fire Podcast, episode 63. With your hosts, Kairos and Phoenix. On the Cosmic Fire Galactic Radio Network. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not the Galactic Federation Network. Oh, yeah. I'm not down with that, you guys. If you are, that's cool, but I just, I can't. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> How about Starfleet? I mean... I just look at the creepy illustrations of fucking Ashtar Command or whatever, and I'm like, no. Yeah. But, you know, I felt the same way about the creepy illustration of Babaji or whoever that was. How about in Metatron? The... <laughs> he looks like Agent Smith from the Matrix movies. I'm just... Wait, I haven't seen that one. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is... Uh... Have to check that one out. Yeah. Yeah, this is me uh, pinning that one to go look at later. I'd rather, I'm, no offense to Metatron, but I'd rather follow Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> at least he has a plan. <laughs> Wait, is that the bad guy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am Megatron, ruler of the Decepticons, or something like that. Hawk says that to me frequently. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, you know, anybody who's into being a ruler probably has some kind of fucking self-esteem issue, you know? <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, you want to do psychic weather? You want to do astrology? I want to do them both. Okay. So 
What are we talking about here? We're talking about action, 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 because <laughs> time is ticking. <laughs> right. uh, well, I, I really want to hear about this eclipse shit. Okay. I'm kind of scared of eclipse. You, you guys, I'm just like, you know, our car just lost all its oil on the highway. I'm not, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe that doesn't uh, affect what's happening for eclipse season. Yeah, maybe we're just getting it in early. So okay. interestingly... Um, good segue there. <laughs> so, um, as you know, there's something called the Cero series, and every every solar eclipse falls in one of the Saros families mm-hmm. or groupings. And without going into the details, um, you know, if you're if you're an astrology buff, because there's not a lot of stuff. Well, there's less and less stuff that you can find online, in my experience, that's uh, useful. As far as astrology, it's crazy it's how much stuff has buried. been buried. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Bernadette Brady's predictive astrology, the eagle and the lark, is the definitive work on this. So I, I think that she's actually the one, maybe who not created this uh, paradigm, but kind of put it together, reasoned it out and put it together. But um, the there are two eclipses in October, so that's great. Not three or four like we've had in some <laughs> pre- recent previous years. Um, a Libra solar eclipse on the 14th. That's at 21 degrees Libra, 8 minutes, and it's at 1.55 p.m. New York City time on Saturday the 14th. And then we have a Tor- uh, Taurus lunar eclipse at 5 Taurus, 9 arc minutes. That's at 4.24 p.m. Eastern on Saturday the 28th. So, you know, eclipse season, all the usual caveats uh, caveats apply. It's going to be crazy. People are going to be triggered. Um, we've got to stay grounded. You know, really important to just keep grounding, keep breathing, all that good stuff. Um, because eclipses seem to function as these energy kind of particle accelerator, energy um I was going to say transformer, but it's more like a um, magnifier where they focus all of this um, cosmic energy onto a degree or or a um, degree polarity, and then whatever's connected to that via aspect, rulership, etc. So interestingly, we had Venus retrograde for quite a while this summer, and these are both in Venus ruled signs. So not sure what that means, but thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> It's like a choose-your-own-interpretation adventure. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So uh, Bernadette Brady says of the Libra solar eclipse on the 14th, not specifically this eclipse, but the Cero series 7 South, which this eclipse belongs to, uh, Pluto trines the eclipse. So, yeah, going back a step, the um, sort of very basic delineations that Brady did on these Saros families start, they come from the beginning eclipse in each of these families. And if you ever want to look it up, it's really kind of fascinating how these Saros series work because they either start at the North Pole or the South Pole and work their way across the equator to or towards the other pole. I don't know if all of them go all the way because some of them seem to be like several hundred or a thousand years long, the series, and some of them seem to be quite a bit shorter. But, um, yeah, it's kind of fascinating. But she says of this Cero series, um, 7 South, Pluto trains the eclipse and Mars forms a square to the Pluto. She actually says the Pluto. The Pluto. Uh, yeah. I love that. 
So um, the the planetary picture in this is Mars equals Pluto, trying new moon. The immense power, anger, and force of the Mars square Pluto is channeled into this family of eclipses via the trine. The individual experiencing this series will find that huge obstacles will suddenly and easily clear, or, on the negative side, a pending potential crisis will suddenly manifest and move through his or her life very rapidly. Either way, the individual will feel that everything is moving at great speed. So... Well, I'm already feeling that. Yeah, and I am too. And I, and I feel like, um, you know, we're we're actually seeing this in society. It really feels like things are speeding up, you know, and like things are manifesting faster. Yeah. And um, so I look, you know, we, I, I feel like the only sane way of looking at anything that's going on is it's all happening for our own good and that we as souls chose to be here we volunteered to be here at this time we wanted to play a part in this we know that we have a role to play even if we're telling ourselves we haven't found that role and it, you know to be fair it's like i'm going through the um very last couple months or so of a progressed solely lunar cycle so progressed um lunar sun and moon um and so you know, that's typically a period the last couple of years before a, new, uh, a progressed new moon where things sort of fall apart, entropy sets in. It's like, what am I doing with my life? What am I, you know, so I've had a lot of those feelings in the last couple of years, like, wow, what am I, what am I doing here? You know, it doesn't, where, like I'm used to being driven and really focused on, on stuff. And so I'm in a period personally where, you know, there's, things are trying to clear out so that I can focus on the new things that I'll be doing for the next 30 years. And so all that to say that it's okay to feel confused or at a loss at times, but on a deep soul level, we know we're here to bring our creative expression into life, to bring more life, more abundance. And, you know, in so doing, we signed up to be in a war against the forces of evil and a bozo nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, we, you know, we know at least the energetic reality of who we are and what we came here to do. And anything that tells us otherwise is probably matrix, you know, mind control programming, parasitic, um, energy drain stuff. So all that to say, um, I feel like the, the only sane slash enlightened way of looking at things like eclipse season is, well, this is going to move me to a higher level. So I can either do my best and cooperate with it. And I think it's important to take care of ourselves, you know, to really focus on self-care because the people who aren't awake and aren't even trying to be awake and the NPCs around you are going to be spinning out, you know, and we see it every eclipse season, right? So it's important not to get hooked into other people's stuff. But I feel like what this signature for this, um, for both of these eclipses, because the lunar eclipse is going to fall under the sort of same energetic of the solar eclipse, is um, it's the opportunity to clear whatever needs to be cleared rapidly, efficiently, you know, maybe more rapidly than we're ready for, than we feel ready for, but so that we can actually create more of what we, we want to create, more of what we came here to do. In, you know, in an accelerated fashion. And that's what the world needs right now. 
the world needs more life. It needs more living beings who are, you know, coming together. I mean, both creating on our own, but coming together and sharing our, our dreams, our visions, our plans, sharing our work with each other, sharing our strength and our energy. So, um, you know, I look at this as, I don't think that eclipse, that eclipse does not look easy to me. Um, you know, it's the solar one. Yeah. The sun's in its, um, it's in its fall sign or of Libra, you know, so sun's exalted in Aries. That's the via combusta 21 degrees Libra, which is in traditional astrology, a really dark kind of place. And all of that, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt, but there's some truth in it, I think, where it can be a really challenging energetic. And at the same time, you know, that uh, a solar eclipse is sort of a supercharged new moon. So there could be a sense of the bot feeling like the bottom's dropping out for a couple of days around that eclipse. But as long as we remember that the reason anything that falls out when the bottom fall, <laughs> when the bottom falls out, right? Anything that we lose, anything that goes away is making room for something bigger and better. And as we move into the cycle following the day of the eclipse, there's an opportunity to, you know, Aries, the polarity point, right? To um, bring in more of our passion, more of our um, drive, more of our, you know, personal interest in things. And then Libra to build stronger relationships, to be more creative, to, you know, so it's interesting. Both of these are ruled by Venus, Venus, creativity, art, love, you know, romance, and whether that's romance with the person that you love or romance with life itself, you know, there's all these opportunities for that to, I feel like really build up over the, the course at the end of the year and going into next year. Cool. So that's, um, that's on the 14th and it's the, you said the 21st degree yeah, or 21, 21 degree. Libra. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm going to look that shit up. Yeah, man. The via combusto, whatever the fuck that oh, means. Oh yeah. It's a burned up way. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Which is based on, um, traditional astrology assigning, um, degrees and degree ranges for exaltations. Mm -hmm. So the sun, I think, is exalted between 21 and 28 Aries or something like that. And so the opposite would be considered to be, you know, the place of the sun's fall. Mm. Man, sounds dark. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like for those of us that have been actively working on you know, blast in our own way, you know, and just like doing our own firewalk, like we're probably going to be good. But I think that, you know, that thing you were saying of like um, other folks who are, you know, just in a holding pattern or not doing their work or, you know, just plugged into the Borg, they're probably going to be getting a little bit more rocked as you know the cosmic forces are trying to wake their asses up um and you know i think even when something happens that might seem to be catastrophic it does bring a lot of blessings in you know clearing that road you know even if it seems like wow, you know, that road got cleared through utter destruction. Well, hey, at least the road is clear now. It's not blocked. Yeah. Yeah, you know, what's interesting is, like, I remember years ago 
writing about and thinking about the the U.S.'s Pluto return, which we're still in, and how, you know, the the United States as we know it was going to have to go through a basically total collapse and then rebuild, you know, and that's just kind of Pluto astrology 101, right? And I haven't thought about that in a long time, but then it's like if you look back at the last three years, which has been the advent of the exact Pluto return and the exact Pluto return, which we've been in for the last year or so, it's like kind of crazy how much that has happened. And not in ways that maybe a lot of astrologers would have expected when we were looking at it 20, you know, 15, 20 years ago. You didn't expect that everyone would just start waking up to the fact that the corporation of the United States, uh, wait, is it, which, yeah. which corporation is it now? Is it the United States, just the United States? Or? I think it's called the United States. You okay. Know? The corporate. But the United States of America is also. It's part of. Yeah. It. God, in, in God We Trust <laughs> is another corporation. What are some of the other ones? I, don't, I mean, there's so many, it's just ridiculous. I can't, you know, I can't yeah. keep them all straight, but. If you haven't watched uh, Trust Naomi, Trust Trust Ultra, Trust Naomi that we posted last month, you know, you could just watch the first part of that and you'll learn about believe in government, God, <laughs> <laughs> obey, consume. Um, but kind of crazy that In God We Trust is an actual registered corporation corporate under the crown entity. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, and the city of london right yeah so it, i think it's it's interesting that a lot of people are waking up to the reality of what this construct is that we're living in yeah and i mean i gotta confess when i was looking at this um 10 years ago you know i was super still brainwashed as far as like you know the political spectrum and things and thinking that like you know the what, what is it climate emergency stuff you know was real and and you know that we were really destroying the earth because we we're bad greedy whatever consumer people and not realizing that it was actually the people that are telling us that we're destroying the earth they're the ones that are actually doing it right yeah um and so I was thinking, well, this is going to be the fall of all of these, you know, the Republicans or whatever. And, you know, which I never paid that much attention to, to politics and always felt like they were pretty much the same. But, you know, it's fascinating how many people are waking up and because of the last three years and recognizing it's not, you know, whites against blacks. It's not, you know, men against women or straights against gays or whatever. It's this robber baron, you know, parasitic, not even probably living men and women at all, you know, parasitically controlled, whatever they are against the rest of us. Yeah. And, you know, and so it's, it really is a, a joyful thing to watch how many people are waking up and starting to learn about this and say, Oh, I don't want to give my energy to that system anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and walking away, you know, and creating something else, which is really the only way that you can't fight it and win. You know, I mean, it, not that it doesn't feel like a battle sometimes, but, um, and I do think that having that, that drive and that will and that warrior spirit is important. But, you know, I think that's 
kind of like, you know, first grade truth or maybe level is like <laughs> getting all fired up and like fighting the system. And it's like, well, they're harvesting that louche. So yeah. it's, you know, it, it you have to actually just completely unplug. And I mean, let's face it, we're all plugged in to a certain extent. And it's the work of a lifetime to work on uh you know, severing those ties and revoking all those contracts and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um so just to point out the Taurus lunar eclipse on the twenty eighth, that one happens um, conjunct Jupiter, so mm. the Moon in Taurus, which is exalted in Taurus, mm-hmm. is conjunct Jupiter. Um, mm. Jupiter is retrograde, but still a positive force. So. I feel like whatever happens at the 14th, you know, we're going to be challenged probably to let go of some, um, some old baggage, you know, and really realign with what our, our creative, artistic, joyful, you know, think of all the good Venus qualities intention is and align our will with that. And then we could see some really kind of shockingly, surprisingly powerful results as early as that eclipse on the 28th. So that one feels, um, you know, a lot more positive as far as like the affect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm not ready for, for two shitty eclipses in a row. No. And I don't know if the Libra <laughs> one's going to be, you know, shitty. I think it's maybe going to be um, just really intense, though. It does yeah. feel really intense. Yeah. So, you know, you guys, do you already do this? I sure hope you think about things like this, like... Do you get affected by new moons? Do you get affected by solar eclipses, which is a new moon in case you're not following along with that? Um, then you might want to consider that and your natural rhythms and what you feel capable of in, you know, are you going to um, make sure that you're working a double shift that day? Like, hopefully not. Hopefully you're like, hey, you know what? I looked at my calendar and I saw that there was a black circle, which told me that there was a new moon. And so I'm going to pay attention to that and not overwhelm myself. You know, it's like the that old saying, God helps those who help themselves, right? It's like, there's a lot of grace out there for us, but we have to like get back in tune with our natural rhythms. Um, we can really tap into vast amounts of power and be able to weather any of this stuff. But if we're constantly maxed out and like, you know, so, I mean, this is a time right on the 14th, that Saturday, like maybe don't go to a big festival. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> maybe don't, uh, you know, get really high with like 500 people and get blasted with a bunch of weird energy, you know, like, um, maybe, maybe take it easy. <laughs> maybe don't accept that dinner invitation from that friend of me that really, that, you know, is secretly jealous of you and wants to like, you know, put yeah. you down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, the reason why I, well, not the reason, I mean, I think the main reason why I love astrology is because I can look at shit in my natal chart or somebody else's natal chart and go, oh, 
okay, that um, had nothing to do with me. Um, it's just um, something that's hardwired in my energy field, and it's nothing really personal. It's just how this energy is interacting with people in the world, and it's fine, and I can learn how to work with that. And But same thing with these um, forecasts. You know, I can look at that and say, you know what? I'm not going to plan on doing jack shit on Friday and Saturday, at least. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yes, I have clients, I have to work, but I'm not going to put something else on my plate. Yeah. You know? And Either I'm, that or just be out gardening, <laughs> you know, working yeah, in the yeah. dirt. Like, it's yeah, like, totally. sometimes, I, sometimes when the eclipse looks really grim, I'm just like, well, that's a good day to go sweat, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's, yeah. That was something that came up in the psychic weather report, too, of like, ways that we can stay grounded cool well let's take a little break and then get into that if that sounds good to you well okay ain't no road bad enough to slow me ain't no chain strong enough to hold me in your time you're ready with your charms I'll be there, ready and waiting. There won't be any hesitating. I'll be there if you ever want me by your side. So love me if you ever gonna love me. Never did see a road too rough to ride. I'll be there, ready and waiting. There won't be any hesitating. I'll be there. If you ever want me by your side. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, Hackberry Ramblers. I don't know who did the who originally wrote that, but band it's a great called song. Hackberry Ramblers from Louisiana. Hackberry. Yeah. Now is that like is that like a loogie? <laughs> Something that you hack a I little you, berry that I you. I bet you <laughs> it's an herbal medicine. Oh. I bet you it's probably a, you know. Dang but I, I don't know what the hackberry are. <laughs> what the hackberry are. What the hackberry are. So yeah. anyway, we, you know, we're here if you need us. Um, yeah. And glad to have you by our side. Yeah. Yeah. So. Smash that like button. <laughs> and <laughs> let's get on to that psychic weather. Man, we just got to plow through this. Yeah. Because I got shit to do. Yeah, this is the point where it's getting really hot in the studio. <laughs> And um, my head feels like a, a football, like that somebody <laughs> filled with kerosene and lit on fire and then just kicked really hard. And I'm looking over at Phoenix and she's not breathing. And it kind of like turned in blue. Um, no, just kidding. But yeah. I don't affirm that. Psychic weather. Here All right. We go. Let's go. So for October's psychic weather report, um, number one, I want to really encourage people to check your grounding channel. So this is this is an ongoing thing, right? It's like everything in like like the I don't want to call it the matrix anymore. Can we come up with a better name? Everything in the system of oppression and control and world domination and bondage, everything in that system is designed to disconnect us from organic reality. So what does that look like in our energy body? It looks like no fucking grounding channel, or it's like a balloon with a little teeny tiny string that's just barely keeping it tethered, and the, just the littlest thing can come and 
cut that little tie or like disrupt that connection and then off you go floating into the astral realm somewhere. So the grounding channel, this is so key. And I think I might have talked about this in in the last couple of reports. And it might, I know I talked about it in uh, Lightworker training videos about the number one reason why your intuition sucks is because you're not grounded. So I'm not saying that your intuition always sucks, but when you feel like it sucks, that's the first thing you should look at. And people usually don't do that. They're thinking about their crown. They're thinking about you know, which ascended master should I talk to or, you know, some shit like that. When really the thing that's blocking your intuition from being reliable is you're totally ungrounded. So did you have something you wanted to say? Well, about? I mean, instead of like focusing on my grounding channel, could I just try a different um, tarot deck and do yeah. a reading? Yeah, okay. let me know how that goes. Okay, thanks. <laughs> If you don't get the answer you like, just do another spread. That's... Try, try again. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, so this is, it's a thing, right? I mean, these things have been trying to get us disconnected from organic reality and our power and our creative capacity for a long time. They, they, because they want to harvest that. You know, they want us to invest it in the non-organic reality, right? Because the non-organic reality can't generate anything. It can't create anything. So anyway, suffice it to say, there's a lot of reasons why we could be ungrounded. And so I really encourage everyone to check your grounding channel on a regular basis, like multiple times a day, hopefully, at least once a day. Um, check and see if there's energy leaking. So there's been a lot of leaky energy in the grounding channels lately in that I've seen um, in us, in, in people we know, and, and it's just, it's a thing. It's kind of a theme right now. I mean, hopefully until now, like <laughs> maybe in October, we're not going to have to deal with this. Wouldn't that be great? But chances are we will. So, you know, everything I'm reporting on is just my projection into the future month at this time. It could change at any moment. Maybe it'll change with that doozy of a solar eclipse on the 14th. You know, what's interesting though, is you've been seeing this for, I want to say three or four months, maybe even yeah. longer. And I've been noticing it mostly because you remind me, you know, also if you have a hard time remembering to get grounded, have somebody remind you. It could be your phone, <laughs> calendar, you know, whatever. But, you know, because there's, there is a reason why it's hard to remember that, right? Yes. It, everything in the controlled, what did you call it? System of domination. <laughs> creepy. And bondage. Yeah, creepy reality. Everything in creep world. Yeah, it wants to keep you from remembering to get grounded, but... You've been seeing that, that there, it seems like something came online, like a frequency weapon or some kind of parasitic, um, matrixy, sorry, kind of thing that is interrupting our grounding channels in a way that wasn't there before. Yeah. It's like, it was, I mean, they've been, they've been shrimpy in the past, but this is like blowout, like energetic blowout is what it looks like. So check it out. See if it's, see if there's energy leaking. If you if you're not sure, 
you can always err on the side of caution and just throw a little extra gold in your grounding channel. So um, I would say charge it up with like a golden light and then put a little shimmer of metallic gold in it and that'll help to keep it more solid. Um, and you just do this with intention, visualization, whatever. Um, you can go to... Um, Let's see, do oh, I think Pillar of Light would be a good one for the grounding channel, and we've linked that one before. I also have a meditation, um, like a kind of a crappy audio quality, but it'll get the job done over on my Odyssey channel called The Meditation on Golden Light. And so that golden light can really help to recharge and repair. And especially if you put a little golden shimmer in it, it can really help to strengthen that. And that's what the grounding channel seems to need right now is strengthening. So I want to talk a little bit, uh, that's just dealing with the symptom though. So I want to talk a little bit about possible causes so that you can kind of trace some of this stuff back and deal with the root cause. Um, so like I said, um, there's some, you know, systemic kind of things going on with it. Um, and that usually comes in the form of distractions, um, things that are designed to pull us out of our bodies, to um, designed to scatter our attention um, and harvest our attention. Um, so be very cautious around uh, consuming any kind of media on screens. If you do see something that has a charge on it, make sure you... Um, you know, send it back. Anything that comes through that screen, send it back because those screens are portals, right? You want to send it back through and anywhere where it took your energy or you jumped out of your body or you leaked energy, you want to reclaim that and, um, and then cut the cord, you know, make sure that it's not still attached to you. Um, but there's a lot of stuff like... It's, it's, it's been going on forever, like the fear, 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 fear stories everywhere. And certain narratives are being ramped up, you know, continuous. I mean, it's just, it's whatever the fucking flavor of the day is, you know, but, um, of course, because we are in the traditional time of the year where our bodies go through a detox process, there's a ramping up of like the COVID story again and how, you know, there are going to be lockdowns. And so people are afraid, you know, there's a fear energy out there in the collective, but it could be around anything, right? I mean, they've got a million different little fear stories of why we should be afraid and why we should be freaked out. So, you know, it's all a distraction. It's literally just a distraction, but it might show up in your world in a different way. It might not be because of something that you read on social media. It could be anything that is like your kind of flavor of what distracts and scatters your energy and attention. Okay, so a lot of times when we're in this kind of uh, head place of um, just getting our attention um, distracted and scattered, we're not really taking any kind of action, right? We're usually just kind of sitting, thinking, mulling things over, almost in like a frozen 
Um, and actually, when I wrote that word frozen on my notes, I was like, wow, that's funny because that's a name of a really, really popular um, Disney franchise, right? Um, anyway, like, you know, what's that message being put out there? Like, it, <laughs> frozen. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of this lack of action, just sitting, thinking, 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 or looking at things on screens, and just feeling frozen and overwhelmed as the to do list keeps growing, right? So if any of this resonates, um, this is kind of the general flavor of what I feel like uh, how the causal factors could show up. So everybody probably has a different version of this, but the uh, possible remedies would be just to do something to um, clear your head and move the energy down and through. So the problem with um, a lot of the lifestyle things and how the system is designed, it um, makes it so that the grounding channel lower chakras go offline or the energy is splitting or leaking and then the energy can't get all the way down through the system and into the material plane of existence. So anything you can do that's a physical thing where you're actually getting up and doing something and you're putting that energy, you're moving it down all the way through and bringing it through to the material plane of existence it doesn't really matter. You could be making food. You could be going for a walk. You could be, um, you know, just doing anything that gets that energy moving and down into the material plane and getting out of your head. So I hope that makes sense. That'll really help um, with the grounding. So. Yeah, another, um, what works for me with that is having an intention and setting that intention as part of my daily, what I look at or what I look at on my mental list of things to do for the day. Because I think part of the challenge with it is by the time we realize the grounding channels offline, we've been on our phone, you know, like your hands numb from the radiation. Yeah. You can't see anymore. And you're just like doing that swipey <laughs> scrolly motion, you know, with your fingers or whatever. And you've been doing it for so long and you're like, oh, it's dark outside. Fuck, you know. Yeah. So I feel like having that intention of and having some what you were saying, like, oh, I'm going to go outside barefoot because it's still really nice here, mm -hmm. you know, in the morning. Um, or but whatever it is, my intention is to get grounded in the morning. And then my intention is to have things remind me when I'm not grounded and I need to check back in. Yeah. Yeah. And the less time we spend on screens, the better. And I think it's going to get more and more intense. So might as well start, start um, weaning yourself off now if that tends to be a go-to, right? It's like, um, what a, I mean, that just seems like a metaphor for life, right? It's like one day you wake up and you're like, you know, 80 years old and you're like, it's dark out, right? It's like, wait, what have I been doing with my life? I've just been watching Fox News. And I know that's none of, none of the people here, but, um, but we have our own versions of that where we actually, because we are more awake, we actually, there's more, um, 
responsibility there, right? If the more empowered you are, the more responsible you are, and you have to keep ramping up your responsibility, taking responsibility for, for how you're spending your time and energy, and you'll get even more power. So, you know, um, it's important for us to just keep digging into those growth edges um, and keep moving that energy down and through into the material plane of existence. So on that note, um, the second thing that I was seeing for this month besides the grounding channel was the importance of focusing on our own creative capacity. So um, this goes hand in hand with that, right? It's like, okay, so if I'm not just feeding all my energy and attention into the system via Instagram or whatever distraction du jour is out there, um, well, how am I directing it then, right? And so this is, you know, I can't tell you what you should be directing it toward. That's your um, your heart's calling your heart's yearning is what's going to show you how you should direct your energy. Um, but I do encourage you to tune into who benefits. Because I think if you are only working for yourself, it's not going to be enough motivation. I'm going to say for 99.9% .9 of the people listening to this podcast, it's not going to be enough. You know, maybe there's a point 0.1% of our listeners who are very self-focused and self-absorbed, but I'm guessing that's probably not you. So you might have to actually come up with a bigger vision of, of what you're dreaming up to be able to feel into how that benefits your family, your community, other people other real living beings, the living beings of the earth, you know, the, the living beings that we, that we share the earth with, um, think about their benefit. That can really help you, right? And so I'm not saying this so that you go into overwhelm or, or you know, please keep it simple, right? Let's keep it simple. Let's stay focused. Let's just Stay focused on those small steps that are going to get us to where we need to go. But if we don't have a big enough vision and, and we're the only one benefiting, it's, it's not going to be enough motivation for us. I'm guessing. Word. <laughs> so true. Right? So true, man. And, you know, and if you don't know what that is, ask. Ask to be, you know, ask your higher self. Ask your soul to, you know, show me what, what's the vision that motivates me because it involves other people, because it involves the plants, the animals, the earth that I love, you know, and, and it will come. Yeah. And that's super Jupiter, by the way. Super Jupe. Super Jupe, man. <laughs> Jupiter loves bigness, you know, so there's a like kind of, kind of a probably not too well known, um, aphorism in astrology that. You know, and it's along the lines of fortune favors the bold is a very Jupiter way of looking at things. Like if you're stuck and there's a Jupiter, like a say a Taurus lunar eclipse, <laughs> um, you know, with Jupiter in that picture, right? Conjunct Jupiter. 
on October 28th and you're like, wow, I don't know what that thing is that Phoenix was talking about. You know, just ask to be shown that. And then a lot of times the reason that we can't see it is because we're operating from this program place of helplessness, powerlessness, you know, uh, lack of self-esteem. And those are all the things that we have to heal as part of our journey here. But looking at that bigger picture, you know, that a lot of times that will unleash a tremendous amount of energy. Yeah. And playing small, let's be real. It's a survival mechanism. And hey, look, it worked. We made it. We're here. But um, yeah, if you can tune now, it's not you don't have to take responsibility for other people receiving the benefit or the earth benefiting. You just have to take responsibility for your own peace and show up for it, right? But I think having a bigger vision, a bigger dream can really help to inspire us. And there's a balance there, right? Between the big vision and then chunking it down into the little steps that we take day by day to get us to where we want to go. But I think, you know, doing that manifestation work of writing out the your big dreams and focusing on that every single day, that's going to be what creates the world we want to see. When we pay more attention to what's not here than the crap that is here. And just think about this. Every single thing that's out there harvesting our energy is just trying to get us to pay attention to the bullshit that's here instead of focusing on our dreams that aren't here yet. But I'll tell you, they're never going to get here if we're paying attention to that crap instead of, you know, focusing on what we want to see. So the very like Libra vibe of this psychic weather report is I want to encourage all of us, myself included, to tend to our relationships. So I and I talked about this a little bit in the intro is just what are we investing our time and attention in? Is it fake relationships? Because as far as I could tell, the entire internet is just fake relationships, <laughs> you know, there, but there could be a connection with a living being underneath it, right? It's like the living beings are what are fueling that whole, you know, hive mind of like Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever. But what would happen if the living beings that are supporting that fake reality actually took that energy and invested it in something real, like real living networks, not dead entities that are harvesting our energy. So this could be um, the network of your body. This could be the network of nature. You know, the living networks of creation. So these are the things that have true value and are precious beyond measure. So it really behooves us to take our real spurt, spiritual, our real spiritual currency, which is our time and attention, and invest it 
in these real living systems and and whatever that relationship is that we have to that that we have to other living beings and and that could look different for for each and every one of us right like I said, it could be a relationship with your own body, the relationship with uh, friends and family, relationship to community, relationship to nature. But this really feels like, you know, this is where we are going to be creating real value in the world. You know, when we're investing in uh, in the in the virtual reality, we're not actually creating anything of any value. You know, now I'm not saying that it doesn't have a utilitarian purpose, but let's use it instead of letting it use us for whatever its agenda is. Um, so that's that's all I had for the October Psychic Weather Report. Um, I hope it's uh, helpful or inspiring. I know I feel inspired by myself i'm my i'm my own biggest fan <laughs> is that true uh no you might be my biggest fan okay but you're probably your second biggest <laughs> kobe might be one of my biggest fans. oh yeah <laughs> especially like when i come home and his little face is looking out the window and then i walk in the door and he's doing the jelly bean dance yeah <laughs> Yeah, dog is love. Or the kidney bean dance. It's some kind of bean. They call it the kidney bean, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That was great. I Thanks. found it helpful. Cool. Yeah. So, hope you guys have a great uh, October. October. Rocktober. Oh, it's the Octo. Oh, yeah. That's the been octave. coming. That's been coming up lately. Yeah. The octave. Yes. Yeah. Let's activate it. Let's go to the next level. Let's get there. Let's break on through to the other <laughs> side. Come on. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> yeah! So yeah. I wonder what that means when you call the 10th month, the 8th month, over and over again for your whole life. Well, you know, it's kind of like you're really <laughs> aligning with meteorological fall, I think. <laughs> Woo. All right. We love you. Love you. Um, drop us a line. Let us know what you like, what you want more of, what you don't, where like. you want to send your, uh, <laughs> FRNs, your negotiable instruments, uh, monetized yeah, commercial debt, paper, commercial paper. I think yeah. that was the word I was looking for earlier. Bam. Commercial <laughs> paper. Well, yeah. Would you say we love commercial paper? So I did something. Send us your monetized debt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a little gold, you know, send us a little gold for our grounding channels. Um, we'll be glad to barter you some <laughs> goldenrod. We've got a lot of that this year. Okay, I better get out of here before I get in trouble. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs>